Spoilers, spoilers, spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to the final episode of Ether Revolt spoiler season. Uh, we are excited to be bringing you the full spoiler tonight. We're going to look at some of our favorite cards and the highlights we think of the set, in addition to talking a little bit about the bands. Yes, and how that may affect the context of these new spoilers. It might. Uh, we talked <laughs> a lot about, oh, but how does this card match up against Smuggler's Copter? And how does this card match up against the Marvel decks? Well... But we missed talking about how does this card match up against Reflector Mage. Oh, yeah. Reflector, right. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we apologize for bringing you this episode a little bit later. Uh, one of our team was off dealing with a, a personal matter. So we, we had to wait till tonight to do it. Yes, but it worked out well with the uh, banning. Tonight. Yeah, we get to talk about it. So uh, let's just dive right in, okay? So we're going to look through and see if there's anything that kind of jumps out at us from the uh, full set. First card that I'm seeing jumping out at me is Crackdown Construct. This is a four mana, two, two, artifact creature, Construct. Whenever you activate an ability of an artifact or creature that isn't a mana ability, Crackdown Construct gets plus one plus one until end of turn. So this card, you know why I'm bringing this up? Infinite combo in modern. And standard. Oh, standard too. What is it combo with in modern? I thought this combo. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. Not mana ability. Activated ability. Give you a hint. It's a creature land. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. It's the zero mana. Okay, so. Uh, wandering Fumigate. Oh, sorry. Fum wandering Fumeral. You know, whatever. Fumeral's in standard. Yeah. Oh, it's still in standard. You know what it is. There's not so much Grixis control running around. You forget about the stupid. That's true. That's uh, true. And Jeskai doesn't run it like four of or anything. So, I, listen. Yeah. I only lost to Jeskai once, and I didn't need the Manland to kill me. So, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I don't love this card, this combo. Um, between this and the other one, which we'll be getting to, uh, I don't love this one because. It's, it's Wait, should pretty... you explain the combo Oh, to people I mean, who might not know? I guess. So Wandering Humeral allows you to pay zero, and it is an activated ability to swap its power and toughness. So if you have Crackdown Construct out, you can swap uh, Wandering Humeral's power and toughness infinite times, uh, or you know, an arbitrarily large number, and uh, this card becomes arbitrarily huge. Things I don't like about it are, one, this card is bad by itself. Uh, it's yeah. a 2-2 for four mana, terrible. Two, you can chump block this. It doesn't have trample. Right. Um, and it doesn't have haste. Or haste, yeah. And then three, like, the other combo. There's just so many better things you can be doing in standard, including the other combo, which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. So so I thought this was the combo with Wandering Fumeral that I got confused for a second because even though it's zero cost, it's not a mana ability because it's zero cost? Mana ability is an ability that makes mana. Mm, not that uses mana? No. Mana abilities are like Llanowar Elves. Or, oh. you know. Uh, wow, I had that so backwards. Talismans that tap for mana. Or mm. mana rocks, you know. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, I accept. Thanks for uh, asking that question for our viewers. That was, that was really good. Listeners, yeah. No problem. Viewers, listeners. Isn't listening just... Viewing with your ears. Yes. Uh, so so another card that I wanted to look at is Consulate Turret. This is a three-cost artifact. You can tap it to make an energy, or you can tap it, pay three, 
and three energy and uh, deal two damage to target player. So I was looking at this and thinking sort of about Dynavolt Tower. Um, it's it's pretty different because Dynavolt Tower deals three for a much higher price and energy, and it can it has the flexibility of dealing two creatures or player. Yeah, and it builds up faster. Like it because does. it lets you make uh and make energy off instants and sorceries, it lets you build up a lot faster. Right. This is really like once per turn. Yeah, I think in the like Dynavolt control decks, I think they still want Dynavolt Tower and not Consulate Turret. Yeah. Do you see any way that they would work together? Like you get the energy from Dynavolt Tower, but then this is a much more efficient rate, so you can. Um, in theory, it sounds like okay. But I think that then you're running too many dead cards. You're already running like four Dynavolts uh, at most, right? Mo- right. I mean, some of the decks are just running like one or two. They don't even want the full four. And mul- Dynavolts in multiple are far better than con- uh, turrets in multiple. Ugh, so yeah. I think that uh, you just stick to Dynavolts. I don't think you bother with the turret. Yeah, makes sense. Turret does combo with uh, those modules. You can just tap this for an energy for free. And then you get to be like, yeah, have the three modules out, right? This is a way to start the module mm-hmm. cycle and then just pay and get servos and, you know, one ones and counters and all that. Yeah. That's another situation where you need a lot of cards for it to be good. So it's well, yeah, it's a, basically you know, it's not, not really good. <laughs> but those cards are different because those are like feasibly good by themselves, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. depending on the build. Not that I think that like all of a sudden standards are going to be dominated by module combo, uh, but I just thought I'd mention it. Yeah. Uh, a card that jumped out at me for limited was Ridgescale Tusker. This is green, green three for a five, five, which is already a really good rate. Oh, definitely. Um, five mana, five, five is good. Uh, and then when it enters the battlefield, put a plus and plus one counter on each other creature you control. Uh, this, I think, is a pretty premium uncommon. Um, I would pick this pretty highly, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. This is sort of classic green, really good prorated creatures that are just bigger and better than your opponents. Um we were also looking at this and comparing it to Verger's Gear Hulk. Verger's Gear Hulk, yeah. So Verger's Gear Hulk, one mana, fewer. Also nope. four. Isn't it four? Nope. Oh, it's five? Be OP if it was four. Okay. Four mana, eight. <laughs> That's really good. With trample. Yeah. Okay, so Verger's Gear Hulk, same mana cost, four, four, um, but puts a total of four counters, and you can distribute them how you like. So you can put it on its own body, so it's an eight eight trample, you can distribute it across. Yeah, uh, I think it's I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Gear Hulk is yeah. better. Like you'd have to be going really, really, really wide for this to be better. Um, because this is, you're playing both on turn five. So we're talking about like if you have a theoretical plus and plus one counters deck, right? Sure. If you're playing this on turn five, you're probably not gonna have more than four creatures, and the flexibility of being able to put multiple counters on one creature, especially uh, the Gear Hulk, and the Gear Hulk itself has trample, um, I think is is very much makes it better than Ridge Scale Tusker. Sure. Um, but with the recent bannings and maybe... Wait, there's rooms... a banning? Yes, yes. What? I know. Um, not well... Fatal Push. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Never Fatal Push. You can hope. Um, but uh, if I they open up room fatal for a best. strategy closer to green-white tokens... Okay. And... You'd have this go wide strategy. You have a bunch of little plants. You have a bunch of um, Gideon Knights. Um, I don't know what other mana makers there are right now. Or uh, token makers there are. You know what Sam Black said? What? Sam Black said that if there was no card in Ether Revolt other than Fatal Push, 
uh, it would still be one of the most influential sets in modern uh, since modern inception. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were you were saying. <laughs> All right, so another card that could go into a counter stack. No, no, let's go back. Yeah, Rizgild sounds great, but you're not getting, like, that's not real. Like, Nissan 3, and, like, you, know, you make a plant, and you make another plant. And then getting it on no, 4. No, no, don't. Then you have two plants, one Tusker is good and limited, and that's it. It's not seen. No, no, by play. turn 5, then you could have three plants, two Gideon Knights. Yeah, so you play this, and you get a bunch of 1-2s. And How can you lose? From Gideon. Oh my gosh! And then you could emblem Gideon, and then there are two threes and a four four. Bam! All right, just crush my hopes and dreams. <laughs> Come on, you weren't realistically hoping and dreaming of two threes. No, but I, I like token decks. Then play Verger's Gearhulk. Next, we have Scrounging Bander, which is green one for a zero zero cat monkey. It enters the battlefield with two plus plus one counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may move any number of plus plus one counters from scrap heap. Uh, Scrappy Scrounger. No, from Scrounging Bander <laughs> onto another target creature. Uh, this is a card that um, I think is pretty obviously good and limited, and it's a common, which is impressive. It's a bear with just like pure upside because uh, one of the problems you see is that in if you like you need two drops to fill your two drop fill your mana curve, but in the late game they stop being useful. This card does not stop being useful. This lets you move the counters onto bigger and better things and pressure your opponent more effectively or defend more effectively. I also think that this card in um, a black green plus plus one counters deck is potent because you can just keep putting counters on this guy and then keep on moving them around to the other creatures. So every counter that goes onto this is really a counter onto any creature that you want. And especially if you have the Cobra, which is adding two counters every turn, um, I think that's great. And like, you can move all the counters from this uh, monkey all at once. It's not one counter per turn. So it's like, you can just put all of them, which is awesome. Yeah. I, I do like the flexibility that you can move any number of counters, and even in the late game, if you just want to kill it and drop all the counters from it and put them on something else that's that that's available to you, it, the restriction of you can only do this at the beginning of your upkeep, I think, is probably a good thing. It really controls the power level of the card. But the card would be really powerful if it was not. If yeah, it was you if you wanted. could do it like mid combat, if it were going to die or like yeah, that'd be you know insane. in response to their removal. Like I, I think. Um, another card I think will could see standard play, definitely a, a pretty good in, in limited, is Unbridled Growth. This is green enchantment aura, enchant land. Enchanted land has tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, and you can sack it to draw a card. This is sweet because it gives you color fixing if you want it, and then it just replaces itself. It's a it, you know it only costs green anyway, so I think that this card is is really nice. It also triggers revolt. Yep, super good rate for all the things that it does. Um... The, the next card I want to take a look at is not a new card, but Prey Upon Green. I just want to make a comment on the flavor of this. So it's called Prey Upon. It's a sorcery. Target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. It really, it, since it's Prey Upon, it really should be target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. Because mm. if you are the predator, the prey can't hurt you. What if, what if, you are a predator and then <laughs> <laughs> yes solid argument so anyways that's probably the only flavor loss we'll come to some other very cool flavor wins today 
the next card we'll look at is Monstrous Onslaught. This is green, green, three, sorcery. Deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control as you cast Monstrous Onslaught. Um, I think this card is great and limited. Uh, oh, yeah. This is so powerful. It also, notice that it checks the greatest power as you cast it, which means they can't kill your greatest power, let this resolve, and then, meh, it stinks. This is really, this is, I think this is pretty good. Uh, the fact that you can divide the damage as you choose, this is going to be at least a two for one. Uh, oftentimes it wouldn't surprise me if it was a three for one. Um, it's, it's, it looks like a very powerful card. I think the one thing you have to watch out for is this is great at parity or if you're ahead, but this is really bad if you're behind. If you don't have creatures on board, you're not dealing damage or you're dealing like yeah. two damage for five mana. So this is, a, I think this is still a really powerful card. And in green, you're going to have, you know, good value creatures, right. but uh, this is not a card that you want. If yeah, you're I think if you you, you want to play this card in a green deck that is going to be able to Built take advantage. Yeah, you want yeah. like on curve creatures. You want like three mana three threes and four mana four fours or mm -hmm. better and same as you go up the curve yeah. to really take advantage of this. Yeah. Uh, our Ooh, next... The synergy with Death Touch is great. Oh, that's Oh, wait, true. no, it's not. It's the spell that deals it, not the creature. Synergy uh, with Death Touch does not exist. Yeah. That that worked for Pelucranos. Yeah, it did. It did. Oh, that was beauty. Anyways, moving along with our lives. Uh, we have green for a one-two... Narman Renegade. It has Death Touch, and it enters with a 1-1 counter on it if a permanent you controlled left the battlefield this turn. Great! And limited again. Um, totally. This is, you know, a 1-mana Death Touch creature is always very solid, and the fact that this could be a 2-3 Death Touch creature and can, like, survive multiple combats That's I think is very, very good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Then we have, uh, I think, one of the best removal spells for artifacts that we've seen in this block. Uh, Natural Obsolescence, which is green 1 instant. Put your artifact on the bottom of its owner's library. This is great because three mana is a bit much. One mana, fragmentized sorcery. Two mana, perfect. Deals with any artifact and does it at instant speed on the cheap. And it I doesn't like it. put it in the graveyard. So if mm -hmm. you do this to Scrap Heap Scrounger, they can't just bring it back from the graveyard. So And against Delirium, it's relevant as well. Right. So I, I think this is really nice artifact removal. Go green. Mm. Great color. I, I do think green looks very strong. In yeah. Limited, I think green looks good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, another card, we've got Malfist Revolutionary, green, green, one, three, three, trample. Uh, when it enters the battlefield or it dies for each kind of counter on target permanent or player, give that permanent or player another counter of that kind. So this, you know, makes a couple plus one counters. Seems good in a deck that's going to take advantage of that. Um, I think it synergizes well with the other cards we're going to mention here, like Lifecrafter's Gift, green, three, instant. Put a plus and plus one counter on target creature, then put a plus and plus one counter on each creature you control with a plus and plus one counter on it. Especially if you have some synergies going, that can be that quite can get the out of out. hand really quick. Yep, and it's an instant. You would make combat very, very good. Life it is four, which is a little high. Yeah, for limited, I think it's fine. Oh yeah, for limited, good. I think it's great. If you're looking at constructed, maybe, but it's a little expensive. Lifecraft Awakening, green X instant. Put X plus plus one counters on target artifact you control. If it isn't a creature or vehicle, it becomes a zero on struct artifact creature. Uh, so I think in um, in limited, if you're gonna run this card, I'd be really want to make sure you're going to have some non-creature artifacts that you can use with this because then this just becomes an xx flash 
with plus and plus one counter synergies. Um, and I think in standard, it's a lot easier to take advantage of this because of clues. So if you're running this uh, in a deck with mm. tireless tracker, um, I think it's, it's you know, if you're in a, a tireless tracker shell with a deck uh, that wants plus one counter is maybe this is something you're interested in. But, you know, cool card. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think. I mean, you can really also strong. just throw all these counters on the um, cat monkey, and then transfer them away the next. I don't know. Pray he doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. kind of deal, but. You liked uh, the next card, Scrapper Champion. Oh, I think this is so cool. So this is a um, red three for a two two, double strike. When it enters the battlefield, you get two energy, and whenever it attacks, you can pay two, and if you do, put a one one counter on it. I just think this is super solid and limited. This card's um, so good. Yeah, I mean, you're, you should be playing in an aggressive deck, right? You want to be attacking. That's where you get the real value. Double Strike is excellent. I mean, a 2-2's Double Strike is okay. It's going to die to a lot of stuff. But with three twos in this format, it's going to beat those at least. And then if you just attack once, it beats all the two threes without yeah. like breaking a sweat. I think this is just... A really, really solid card. And then there are so many random ways to pick up energy. If you trigger it twice, and you can have a 4-4 four, four double strike for 4 mana. You do want to keep in mind this card dies to shock. That's well. true. Uh, Before you thing, get a chance to attack. Yeah, and the other thing to keep in mind is that this trigger works like uh, uh, Voltaic Brawler's trigger. Where if you're playing against this card, and they attack and put the trigger on the stack, they... The, once you say, okay, you can pay the energy, the whole thing happens at once. So they pay the energy, it gets the counter. So there's no time when they pay the energy and then you shock it uh, to make them waste their two energy. Just like, you know, in, in case you, you're not familiar with triggers like this, that uh, you want to be careful. Yeah, good tip. Uh, our next card is Invigorated Rampage. This is red one for an instant. Choose one. Target creature gets plus four plus O oh and gains trample till end of turn or... Two target creatures get plus two plus so and gain trample till end of turn. This card's flying under the radar, but this is... So Pummeler's started to make a little bit of a resurgence near the end uh, of the metagame because it was good against... It was You know, it could kill Marvel before Marvel went off. Uh, and if players weren't ready for it, like, they just died. It's, yeah, it you was just like, don't fact, know how fast it grows. It's Pummeler, crazy. Like, and really, like, you know, if you have a draw with Pummeler, it's insane. You yeah. need to be able to kill Pummeler and pray you don't have an answer or they're just going to die. Uh, and when you deck doesn't draw Pummeler, it's a little bit more underwhelming because they don't have an effective way to give their guys trample outside of larger than life. Right, but it's a sorcery, so you see it coming and it's like... Right. This card changes that. Um, now you can pump it and give them trample and plus four plus so oh. It's an, basically an instant speed larger than life. You've never cared about the plus four toughness boost on that card. No, because so you're going just, for the uh, kill. You don't yeah. care about protecting This is an creature. instant speed larger than life. Um, I think that, especially too with the bands, uh, Reflector Mage is gone, which means that you're not going to be able to go like Reflector Mage, your Pummeler, and then have them have to waste a spell on it or by yourself two turns, three turns before they can go off with it. So... Um, this, you should be paying attention to this. I think Pummeler will be uh, a deck. Yeah. I, I also really like the design of you can go tall and give one creature a bigger pump and trample, or you can give two creatures a little bit wider yeah. plus two and trample, because I actually think in Pummeler they don't usually have that many creatures, but even if they have two, like 
the, the ability to trample with both, yeah, could be very... And I think more often in standard, you'll go all in on one creature, and I oh, think yeah. in limited, you'll often go wide on two creatures. Yeah, I think I think you could be right. But I, I think it's a very cool card. I think Pummeler's going to be a deck, a deck to keep your eye on and definitely be ready to beat. Oh, Chandra's Revolution. So, um... I don't care that much about the card, but I want you to look at the art because <laughs> Chandra and her mom are next to each other. Not on this card, but um, in Chandra's Revolution, she's, you know, throwing a fireball, classic Chandra, and there's some fire, like, curling around her. And if you look at the curl of the fire and you look at Pia's Revolution, which is a very, very similar art style, you'll see the curl of the fire in the corner of Pia's card. So, you know, mom and daughter fighting side by side side. Making the revolution happen. Can I love you a criticism? Oh, uh, the floor is yours. Thank you. So, Pia's revolution is an enchantment. Damn, they should Chandra's, both be enchantments. Chandra's revolution is a sorcery. Yeah. So basically, Chandra's revolution is a lot more short-lived than Pia's is, even though they're part of the same revolution. So, like, you have them both. Like, Chandra just pops in, then goes away. Eh, weird. Actually, I think that's more realistic, because Pia's very... Pia seems more patient, at least. She's at least stayed on her home plane. Chandra's like, pop in. I'm going to help you. She didn't All right, really have Pia's- a choice. She didn't, she was just not a planeswalker. Yeah, but she could have returned for a while now. No, Yeah, I just mean Pia. You know, it was like, you say, like, she's yeah. staying on her home plane. <laughs> that loser. Why wasn't she fighting Eldrazi's? No, but you know, Chandra's going to leave, like, as soon as the revolution's done. So that's why she's a sorcery. She's like, pop in. Fight, fight, fight. All right, peace, Mom. Good to see that you're well, still yeah, alive. Well, yeah, you got to go kill Nickel Bloss. I know. Go fight him. Never yeah. kill him. He's too, I mean, too good. We don't know if Nickelbot, you know, no, we've had intimations. Uh, pretty, pretty dark, dark ones. Dark ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so another card that I like for limited is Resourceful Return. Um, this is, I, I don't think you run this card in a ton of multiples, but it's black one sorcery. Return target creature from a graveyard to your hand. If you control an artifact, draw a card. Two mana, you know, draw two. It's It seems just like a very solid common. Um, yeah. I thought it looked good. I saw it on camera at a pre-pre-release, and it looked pretty good. Um, you yeah. do need a creature in your graveyard, but that's not an unreasonable expectation if you're running like this as a one-of. Yeah. I think the two-cost is nice also because, uh, you know, especially in limited, like, I don't know, you know, the, the likelihood of you putting, like, your bomb into the graveyard is maybe not that great, but you putting, like, a solid mid-range creature, and you're paying two to yeah. get Yeah, or if they something. manage to kill your bomb, then you, you know, you definitely want it back. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, another card to pay attention to, Gaunti's Machinations is black enchantment. Whenever you lose life for the first time each turn, you get an energy counter. And you can pay two energy, sacrifice Gaunti's Machinations. Each opponent loses three life. You gain life equals life lost this way. This, is, I think, is, is a card. This is the third single mana uh, lose three or deal three damage effect, bolt effect that we have in standard. We have Fiery Temper. We have Alms of the Vein, and now we have Gonti's Machinations. So I'm wondering whether we're getting close to a critical mass for a red-black burn deck. Mm. Uh, because I, we, we also got, earlier in the set, I think it was a previous episode we covered it, the three-mana instant that deals three to a creature and two to a player. Oh, yeah. We have Collective Brutality, which can deal with creatures and players. We have Collective Defiance, which is blow up a creature deal three to a creature and deal four to a player so there's a couple of cards that can kind of enable this quick burn strategy Um, if you run a couple artifacts you could throw in the um red black one this unlicensed integration yeah Yeah, i think unlicensed integration is a 
an auto include in that in this, this hypothetical deck we're talking about. Yeah, um, but I, I think that's pay a good to. point. But uh, the thing copter you... used to be the best enabler of this because <laughs> all the madness. But now I know the one thing you do have to watch out for maybe is you know in burn it's it's usually a bad thing if you're using your burn spells on creatures because then you're not burning their face. But um, you do usually want that flexibility because obviously they're creatures that you can't just ignore um and cards like gaunti's machinations don't have the flexibility to deal with creatures but i think you can afford some number that don't um, like yeah all the cards in your deck do except for gaunti's machinations and alms of the beam i think you're still okay uh, yeah. because these cards are powerful enough to merit inclusion particularly in standard yeah burn. and they do give you a nice uh, this is a three point life swing six point life swing sorry um so they do give you a little bit of a buffer yeah 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 definitely and collective brutality does the same thing as those alms of the vein so it actually has a decent amount of life gain built into mm -hmm. buy time cool 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 i like daring demolition in limited this is black black two sorcery destroy a creature or vehicle solid removal yeah just, super just solid. nice just nice that <laughs> never feels like super good sorcery speed four mana double black but gets the job done oh yeah i mean you're happy for removal in limited and yep. And I think it's fun to have sorcery speed vehicle removal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you think your vehicles are safe when they're asleep. Uh, I also like Shielded Aether Thief Unlimited. This is blue one for a zero four flash. When it oh. blocks, you get an energy and you can tap it, pay three energy and draw a card. I think that's pretty nice. Yeah, that's great value. Ooh, okay, wait. We have a flavor win, my friends. This is Salvage Scuttler. It is blue four for a four four crab. <laughs> uh, when it attacks... What's funny about crabs? It's just, I, I just think it's so funny that Blue has all these, like, sea creatures, you know, like, they have the tur thriving turtles. because water, islands, yo. I know, but I just, you know, it's like a giant crab. So anyways, <laughs> um, when it attacks, well, you know, the crab was the bad guy in Moana, but, um... So when it attacks, return target artifact you control to its owner's hand. And the, the flavor text here is key. A is hermit it extra crab. flavorful that the artifacts are shiny <laughs> um a hermit crab goes through many shells in its lifetime and not all are natural in its origin so you're just like going through artifacts that you all and like this is great shell Psh, f that i'm gonna put that back in my hand and use a different shell now thanks that that was the katie's <laughs> kooky flavor of the day thanks for for sharing your enthusiasm for that um, so anyways, we next have Illusionist Stratagem, uh, which is blue three instant, exile up to two target creatures you control, then return to those creatures to the battlefield under your control, uh, under their owner's control, sorry, draw a card. Um, to me, so we've, we've had a whole bunch of blinking effects, yeah. right? Uh, which I, I think it has been more than average, uh, because they seem to be kind of going with this blinking theme, but particularly after Cons of Tarkir block, where we had, and the preceding and, uh, uh, the what's the word for post proceeding proceeding preceding subsequent for the preceding and subsequent um sets around cons we had no blink except for displacer because blinking morphs was confusing oh right yeah. so they had never for you know for all new players it was supposed to be something confusing and they didn't want to really get into that and they didn't also i think they wanted to they kind just of, blink back with their faces showing right? yeah it's pretty straightforward yeah but i think they also <laughs> wanted to avoid any kind of broken stuff with that if you sure. morph something or megamorph something and then That's... blink it back yeah yeah but anyways uh we're getting all these cards now so we have things like essence flux which is a single mana for mm -hmm. a blink and then if it's a spirit it gets a counter then you get uh for two mana I think there's one, uh, Journey to No, no, no one's there, Exile Spell, it's, 
There's a journey one. It's a white one. It's white one, and it just blinks it. Then we have a three mana that blinks a creature and draws you a card. And now we have a four mana blink two creatures and draw a card. I think um, the best ones are Essence Flux, because it's so cheap, even if it doesn't replace itself, and then this one. Because I think that if I want to... Yeah. <laughs> three mana is too much for blinking just one creature. Even if it does replace itself, it's, I don't think it's not worth it. But the value you can get uh, off blinking two creatures and drawing a card, then I think it starts to become worth it. This probably doesn't see play in standard, but maybe could see play as a one or two of unless some kind of panharmonicon deck. Uh, but I think in limited, this is a pretty good card. Yeah, especially with the presence of Revolt currently. Yeah, this auto triggers Revolt, and like if any good ETBs, this is just really good. Yeah. Next, we have Thopter Rest. This card is really good. White 2 Enchantment when Thopter... What are you doing? That's the Thopter Cops coming for you. <laughs> Thopter Cops. <laughs> Thop Cops, for What's sure. What's Thopter Cop? <laughs> They're the ones who do the arrest, obviously. <laughs> Thop Cops. Thop Cop. Thop Cop. That's incredible. I would I would watch that movie. Thop, Thop Cop. <laughs> Uh, so when it enters, it's in white two enchantment, enters the battlefield, exile an artifact or creature until it's battlefield. Nice little banishing light replacement. Um, great way to deal with creatures and vehicles and like random artifacts we don't like, such as Marvel or whatever. I, I just wish it hit Planeswalkers. Kind of. Like it did. Like I wish, I think I wish it was banishing light, but maybe, what's the see how the meta shapes up. Maybe it's, it'd be nice to let Planeswalkers have some more time in the, the sun. Uh, especially with the bannings, they'll probably get some. But I just don't like Gideon very much. Unless I'm attacking with him, then it's okay. You're terrible. Um, you know what, though? I'm looking at all these. I feel like Fragmentize might be... Main deckable? Yeah. yeah. Like, because, you know, you're hitting this. You're hitting Stasis Snare if it's in a deck that can play more white. I you're do... hitting all the random cheap artifacts. Like, yeah. I, think... I think once there's a critical... Uh, we're getting to the critical point, I believe, that you're going to hit a critical mass of artifacts and enchantments, and then you're going to start more yeah. wanting to run main deck. And I think if you're in green, you probably run natural obsolescence. Yeah. I think if you're in white, you probably run fragmentized. Yeah. I, I do always think it's it. funny that, you know, the artifacts and enchantments always get, like, lumped together. Like, you can hit both of them with these cards. Um, and I definitely think that makes those cards more main deckable because there, there's a couple enchantments that people might want to play in sure. addition to i think there's going to be i mean no more no more smugglers copter but i'm sure there will be main deck artifacts yeah. around um next we have bastion inventor this is blue five with improvise for a four four hexproof uh this card is strong very strong hexproof yeah. things are strong particularly when they're attached to four four bodies and you can play them early uh i think this thing is very good so watch out for that in limited it's a common oh it's gonna yeah, be a pain it's a pretty good common yeah I mean, it is on the ground, which helps, um, but... Um, card that jumped out at me uh, when I was watching it on camera at the pre-pre-releases this weekend was Dawnfeather Eagle. This is white four for a 3-3 bird with flying. Mm. When it enters the battlefield, creatures you control get plus and plus one and gain vigilance until end of turn. Uh, my initial evaluation of this card was, you know, it was a mediocre card. It was not a great body for the cost, um, and the effect seemed okay. When I saw this on camera... Uh, every time it came down, it was super impressive. Wow. Um, I think I underrated the vigilance. Uh, the fact that mm. this allows you to basically make a safe attack with your board and then sit back and block the next turn. And it's a you know a 3-3 flyer in this set, from what I've seen, is very reasonable. Um, so the fact that it's this kind of 
effect that lets you make a good attack and then also uh, put pressure on them later with uh, this three power flyer, I think is a, is a very solid card. So look for this uh, in uh, limited. This is a common as well. Yeah. You know, I would have gone with your first evaluation. I was like, not that excited, but three, three flyer, uh, flyer is solid. And yeah. um, I think again, like these abilities where it pumps other creatures and gives you a chance to attack. I'm always nervous about these because I'm like, well, if you're behind and you don't have any good attacks, then you're you're in a bad like it, it doesn't help you but um yeah i mean the plus one and the vigilance i i'm just i'm impressed that it looks so good on camera so I'll, I'll definitely be looking for these yeah another card that was fun uh was conviction which is white one enchantment aura enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus and plus three and you can pay white to return it to its hand so enchantments are bad uh, auras are bad sorry uh <laughs> because they open you up to two for ones so anytime an aura can kind of protect itself from a two-for-one is nice. So this card returns itself to its owner's hand, which is good. But also the one th- a plus one plus three is not a super like powerful buff. Um, but it's cheap, and this is just a repeatable revolt trigger, which is yeah. really nice. And if you get SRAM, this was a crazy interaction. SRAM is whenever you cast an aura, you draw a card, or a oh. vehicle, or an equipment. So basically you cast Conviction, draw a card, pay one, return it to your hand. Cast it again, draw a card, pay one, return it. Pretty good. Pretty good. If you're, if you're in a grindier game. Wow, yeah. That's okay. Looks cool. Um, all right, another flavor card for the day is Caught in the Brights. Katie's Cookie Flavor. Flavor of the day. Hooray! Uh, so this is White 2, Enchant Creature, Enchanted Creature, Can't Attack or Block. It's Caught in the Brights. Then, whenever you... Att- <laughs> no, when you... Sorry. <clears throat> then, oh, when names. a vehicle you control attacks, exile enchanted creature. You run it over. So like <laughs> with your vehicle. Oh, what are we even playing magic anymore? Like it's we're just so funny. this card is just I hit you with a car. No, no, no. Look, it's a gremlin. You hit them with a vehicle. Katie, like your flagship. I run a creature a little uh, okay. So like at the pre-release, I'm going to be playing against like this little, you know, Seven-year-old kid who's all excited. I'm going to be like, caught in the braids. Like, kill your puppy with my car. I'm running it over. It's dead. In fact, it's so dead, it's exiled. It's not even goes to the graveyard. It's like, you can't recover it. Once it's roadkill, it's not coming back. You cannot put that thing back together. Even Liliana can't be like, "Uh, I'll raise this from the dead. Like, no, it's just mush. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the exile. Maybe you run it over and then you feel so much shame you have to hide the body so it can never be found. <laughs> uh, or it's, you know, just white and you do exile removal mm-hmm. instead of killing. But um. So those are the cards that jumped out at us from the last uh, last slew bulk of, of cards. Yeah, slew of cards. Um, I think that... We have to talk about the bannings. Oh, well, before that, I, I wanted, I think we should talk about um, the Sahili combo. Oh. Uh, did we not touch no, on the... We didn't, did not. Yeah, we skipped over that intentionally. Yeah. Sure. So, last card to talk about is Felidar Guardian. This is white three for a 1-4 Cat Beast. When it enters the battlefield, you may exile another target permanent you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. So... More blinking. To explain... Yeah, blinking's good. To explain the combo here, Sahili Rai is blue-red-1 comes in with three loyalty and it can minus two to put a copy of a creature or artifact into play gains haste and then exile end of turn um 
So what you do is you play Felidar Guardian, you target Sahili. Or if Felidar Guardian's on the battlefield, you play Sahili minus two to copy Felidar Guardian, then you copy Sahili. Once you exile uh, Sahili and it returns to the battlefield, it resets its loyalty so it goes back to three. You take down, again, copy Felidar Guardian, and then exile Sahili again. And you do this repeatedly until you have 10,000 Felidar Guardians, and then they all have haste, and you kill your opponent with them. Uh, so this is very similar to the Splinter Twin combo that used to be in Modern until they banned Splinter Twin. Um, differences include Felidar Guardian is 4 mana, and Sahili is 3 mana. Um, so you, you can't play the entire combo until turn 6, whereas in Modern, Splinter Twin, you could flash in uh, Exarch at the end of your opponent's turn, and then Splinter Twin on your turn for 4 mana and win on turn 4. Basically playing both pieces in, in one pseudo turn. Um, Giving them lots of time to yeah, answer your threat. This, you can play it on turn 6 all at once. If you go Felidar Guardian, exile a land, return it, and then use that land to cast Sahili. Uh, then you copy Guardian and go off. There's a lot of ways that you can even mainboard kind of slow this combo down or stop it. Thalia um, makes mm. creatures come in tapped, so Thalia shuts it down. Um, a sideboard card Authority of the Consoles makes it so it shuts it down because uh, it brings creatures in tapped. Um, Shock hits the Healy if you go for the combo. Um, and then if you you know have any removal spell for Felidar Guardian, you shut off the combo as well. So there's a lot of ways to interact with it, and I think there's two shells that you could put this in. I think one of them is a Jeskai Control shell, um, where you're basically just a Jeskai Control deck, you're maybe running a couple of Gear Hulks, and then you have this combo as your win condition, you're running four of each in all likelihood. Uh, and you have Counterspell backup to protect the things, you're probably running a, like Dispels or Negates main. Um, I think the other shell this could go in is Panharmonicon, uh, which maybe, I don't know, so like with the banning of Reflector Mage, Panharmonicon actually takes a hit, and I, I think it might be more appropriate, Just we'll just call it a Jeskai value deck, uh, where you're <laughs> running a lot of creatures that have good ETBs, and I think that you might be able to build in enough combos into the deck that you can just win in a lot of different ways. Uh, in almost an oops I win way, but also you can just win off of pure value. Because the nice thing about the combo is that Felidar Guardian and Sahili Rai are both good cards on their own. They're not great. Like, I would be like, oh, I'm so pumped about Felidar Guardian to put it in my deck, and like, Sahili Rai has seen no play. But they're both fine cards on their own, particularly in a value deck where you can blink things and get repeatable ETBs. So I could imagine that you're running uh, Felidar Guardian, you're running Sahili, you can win that way. Maybe you're running Displacer, Drowner, Panharmonicon. You can win that way. If you ever get Felidar Guardian, Felidar Guardian, Panharmonicon, and then any creature, you can get infinite triggers on that creature, which means with Filigree Familiar, you get infinite life. With Thought Not Seer, you get to mill them out. Um, you get a lot of good triggers that way, too. With uh, Cloud Blazer, you can draw as much of, you, of your deck as you want until you find what you're looking for. So um, that, I think, is pretty good. So I think that those are the two possible shells you could see the, uh, the cards in. Um, I don't know which one is better, and we'll have to see how oppressive this is. We The other thing to keep in mind with these decks is that even though the combo is easy to interact with, it's also a combo, and this was true of Splinter Twin as well, it's a combo that makes your opponent play differently because when you have the ability to just go Guardian Sahili, I win, your opponent has to respect that. And they can't tap out, even if you don't have it, because you might have it. 
And there will be times where they're going to be like, okay, like I just have to, I have to go for the win here. And like, if you have it, you have it. But oftentimes what's going to happen is that they're not going to be playing optimally. They're going to be leaving their man untapped, not using their man efficiently because they're trying to play around you having the combo, which allows you openings to apply pressure on them to go for alternate wins. And uh, it's, it's a deck that can be tricky to play and to play against. Uh, so I think that at first, at least, this should be a fun element in standard, and we'll see whether it becomes oppressive. Um, some people are even speculating that Wizards didn't know about this combo <sighs> when they put this in the set. They didn't see it. I think, like, my gut is to say that that's really hard to believe, particularly because I feel like if they didn't see it, they definitely know about it now, and they could have banned Felidar Guardian preemptively but that would also be terrible like imagine how much how bad it would look if you were like we're gonna ban this card that didn't come out yet because we didn't notice it right and normally normally so i'd say like oh that seems absurd but with the track record developments had now right where like you know they did not and I, I think i've listed these things before they didn't try to play rally in a four color shell they uh didn't test reflector matrix standard at all they didn't try to ramp out emmer cool as quickly as possible and all of these things ended up being oppressive to standard. I, I hope they didn't miss this, and I hope they kind of planned for the Splinter Twin metagame and, like, put in some answers. I mean, we have some, right? We can see, like, um, Fatal Push, etc. cetera. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little worried. Splinter Twin, is, like, was the best deck in Modern uh, for a reason, and now we have something very similar in Standard. Uh, so I think we need to watch out for that. Yeah. You need okay. to be ready week one. Make sure you have sideboard, if not mainboard, hate for the combo, because you're going to see it in, in probably multiple different shells, the two that I mentioned, but also others. Very scary. Even just in blue-white flash. You get to play blue-white flash and splash red, and now you play the combo. You get to bring your avicens uh, and get the re indestructible trigger, uh, and then you also have the oops, I win button, but you're also running powerful things like Gideon, which they didn't ban, and avicen and things like that. So we'll have to see. Be ready for it. Yep. Well, that's it for Ether Revolt. Uh, we will try to check back at some point and talk about where our predictions ended up. Uh, we did pretty well last season, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, I believe. I have to go back and like listen to everything. Uh, our one pseudo-miss was that we said, I think we said Chandra was going to be a staple of Standard and was going to uh, define any deck that was a red mid-range deck would want it. To but be that, fair, there are well, that's what I was gonna say. We didn't miss decks. because there's no red mid-range decks. Uh, it's not our fault. So, and the thing that's the closest to a red mid-range deck, Marvel, Run Chandra. Run Chandra. Hey, there you so, go. So I don't, yeah. But um, I think overall we've we've done a pretty good job uh, in the the first season. So I'll be interested to see how we do with Ether Revolt. Not too shabby. Until Amon Cat, I'm Ryan. I'm Katie, and this is spoiler, spoiler season. season.